read it like Harry Styles would, which is to say three different accents. I, I have never no idea consistent. what Harry Styles sounds like. That's okay. Neither does he. A word. <laughs> How does Odell? I have to get into it. Thank you so much for loving my music. A word to the wise. We are an explicit podcast tackling content with adult themes as well as entering spoiler territory if you aren't caught up with us. (laughs) That was three different exits. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I can't believe we put it down. The end of the Greenbone saga. (laughs) What was that, Chris? I was just saying that we threw the end of the Green Boat Saga for those. Sorry, I, Adele along. Adele possessed me, and then I fought her off towards the end. And then you were a New Yorker, I think, for a second. Oh, I, I did hear Audrey. I heard Audrey. I'm actually okay. A word to the wise: We are an explicit podcast, tackling content with adult themes as well as entering spoiler territory. If you aren't caught up with us, territory. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. All right. Hey there, this is Cross. I'm not even going to attempt an accent. I'm PJ. I'm Ben. I'm Aaron. Hi. And I am Thomas. And we, for the last time, are Words and Whiskey, a podcast for veteran and novice readers like we tackle time. fiction novels <laughs> and talk about what we're drinking. You should think of us as your intoxicating weekly book club. Not Pretty fucking final lazy. about that, huh? For the not last ever. time. <laughs> Damn, Get Cross, the fuck out of here! You three. How many episodes was this? Cross, it was six, it's like six months 30? of work from us. We started in February. Yeah. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Good job, everybody. We started on Ben's birthday. We never we did. We never We're ending fought. on my birthday tomorrow. So Aww, true. Birthday, the birthday. <laughs> we never broke up. We're like we're incredible. That's May all on tour. your favorite podcasts stay together. Yeah, technically it was twenty nine, but you know we'll call it thirty. We've got wow. we've got one more technically coming down the pipe, but it's going to take a bit. So. I'm, I'm impressed with us. Yeah, good job us. Yeah, good job everybody. Good job. Thank you of- so much for being our guests, of course. And we've got a couple of little tchotchkes and whatnot on their way to all of you for oh your that sounds lovely. Hard work you don't have my yeah. address. No. No, I don't. But nice. it's sitting at my house, so I haven't been able to mail them out yet. So wow. way to call me out, Thomas. When I get back home in a week, <laughs> I will uh, no. send them to you. I was just God concerned damn. because I, I hope your house bunch. is still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, my apartment's still what, there. What? What? What did you set the thermostat to? Because you left like months ago. It's so my nice parents and brother live there. Sixty-nine. It's it's been at seventy-seven, nice, I think. So. Yeah. They live your in your apartment. Your brother live in your apartment. Your one bedroom <laughs> apartment. They're like little elves. You guys. <laughs> and today is our final episode, and we're going to be talking about the entirety of the Greenboat saga by Fonda Lee. But before we talk about that, why don't we talk about these cocktails that we brought to the show today, huh? I huh? have one. It's you called do? the Mule of Jan Loon, or the Jan Loon Mule, Ooh. working title. Mm-hmm. It's not as blue as I hoped. It was supposed to be bluer for Jade Legacy. It is classic mule minus the vodka. I replaced that with a pineapple rum. And I also replaced the, or in addition to the lime, I did a blueberry simple syrup. 
Nice. How's it taste? It's very good. Can you hold it up again? It looked kind of like a green blue. Yeah, oh, it's more of... green even. Yeah. Looks mm-hmm. I guess perfect for Jan Loon then. It's Jade City. Yeah, that works out great. I mean, really if you tasty. really needed it to look blue, blue, I'll it go could get the be, blue raspberry. You know, I'll just dump you it in. Add some curacao to it, but yeah, I'm not a uh, Japanese film director, so I did not add curacao to it. Curacao, <laughs> you asshole! I see we're just going hard on the memes today, or the make fun of Crossland. I'm very excited. I'm very. <laughs> We've all yeah, banded together against you <laughs> for the final time. We all we all know how PJ feels. At least Ben and I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad That's I fair. have some commiserators amongst, amongst uh, you. Hey, Batman, what are you drinking in your cave there? Uh, it's gotten so much darker, <laughs> hasn't it? He is the noise. Now it looks kind of sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> a nest of some sort. So unless anybody wants to claim the name for themselves... I'm naming it after the movie that we came up with last week, oh, yeah. which was Die Green. Mm. <laughs> it is one and a half ounces of gin, half an ounce of absinthe, half an ounce of green chartreuse, three ounces of pineapple juice, one ounce of cinnamon syrup, three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice, and it is garnished with a lemon wheel. And it's something that Cross and I like threw together what, last week, and I've changed a couple ingredients and changed some ratios, made it a little bit sweeter than what we had, changed out the, uh, we had maraschino liqueur instead of the chartreuse, and it is absolutely lovely. It is a non-rum tiki drink, effectively, but it is just an herby mess, and I love it. And it looks beautiful. <laughs> You've drank half of it, so. We're having a good day. If I had thought of it before, I think this would be perfect with like a charred cinnamon stick as the garnish for the aroma. I think that would have been perfect for this drink, but I did not think of it until like right when we started recording. I have a genuine question. Mm-hmm. When you make these drinks, do you like already have all this stuff or do you go buy, mm-hmm. buy extra stuff? Yeah, I guess lately I've just been using what I've got, hence why almost every single cocktail I've done in the last several weeks has been strictly with cinnamon syrup because I haven't just, I don't, I haven't needed to make simple syrup otherwise. So yeah, I've just been working with what I've got. I've got a pretty extensive collection of bottles from this show. Traditionally, I'd choose a cocktail and then I'd get the ingredients for it if I didn't have them. And slowly I accumulated an entire bar's worth of random. So now I'm kind of riding that out. (laughs) Sounds delish. Ben, what are Mm -hmm. you drinking? Our our bartender here at Casa de (laughs) Baumhoff is is occupied with with homeowner things so yeah our sewer overflowed so john's <laughs> cleaning the basement oh did, no oh fuck <laughs> so i did not get to employ him oh, I, so i'm i'm just drinking some bourbon on the rocks and it's quite lovely it's a larceny bourbon nice and i'm enjoying it larceny is one of those that punches way above its weight class like yeah it's so so fucking good and it's pretty affordable. Very much so. 
Very much so. I would agree. I'm really enjoying it. Nice. Crossland Sounds shot. great. Um, yeah, so I am having what I've dubbed the pillar of KCON. It, it's it's ultimately I'm naming it after his favorite beverage of choice that he had multiple times, which, you know, of course, we like the Hoji spin, but he was a big grapefruit soda fan. And so it is effectively a passion fruit twist on a Paloma. So think making a Paloma, add a splash of grapefruit soda, replace all the lime with grapefruit juice. What that comes out to is basically two ounces of tequila, a half ounce of triple sec, two ounces of grapefruit juice, and then quarter ounce of lime juice because it still needed a little bit of the stronger citrus back, and then half an ounce of passion fruit syrup. And it is delicious. It tastes like something that you could imagine Fonda writing about, and it is perfect. I love a Paloma or a... Mm-hmm. And a grapefruit. Yeah. The passion fruit syrup is just so good inside mm-hmm. of it as well. It just kind of rounds the whole profile out beautifully. That almost sounds like it wants some <laughs> like jalapeno garnish. You could go like a jalapeno garnish and go like what your drink was yeah. on Saturday after your bachelor or Sunday after your bachelor party. You guys drank but on Sunday? We did. Just one oh, no. morning cocktail, and that was a mistake. Let me know. I didn't. No, you didn't. Wait, when did you get the? That was that was that was at Top Golf. Was oh, it was okay. You opened up with that was the opening of the bachelor party. (laughs) Yeah, okay, never mind. You're right. But yeah, two of us did three of us had cocktails that morning. But anyway, not I. (laughs) Yeah, not PJ. And then I'm drinking a tall glass of water. Aaron has heartburn. Because the series is over. Or she's mm-hmm. old. Oh. All right, well, it's hard you can just break, do a weekly Discord call if you're going to miss us that much, Eric. Let's do it. Yeah. You got to teach me how to use Discord. Behind. I was like, can I pick one channel? There's so much shit yeah. going on. And then everyone talks so fast. I recently... Does everyone do it on their computer? A lot of people. Sometimes. Is that why? I'm like, on my phone, there's no way I could keep up. Discord's yeah, some discords go a lot faster. Words and whiskey, for instance, is a lot slower just because of the number of people. It's not a larger public server, but it's like pew 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 pew. Yeah. Anyways, pew pew pew. Great, your drinks look here. great. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna get into these bets here, and we had some very. We we're kind of gonna go in a weird order here. I've got the final bets first, which we're going into the final episode. The first one from PJ. PJ, do you want to read your bet? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> Hilo survives, but when dies, and Hilo steps down. I would like to argue nope. that Hilo kind <laughs> of stepped down by dying. He had he planned to step down. <laughs> No. He didn't plan to step down. But, I want to. I want to clarify with no. Thomas something. Is this one bet or is this three mm. bets? I mean, let me open up the notes because I don't have them open. I was just looking at you people. Let's see. The question is three. what I happened. Think it was then. But <laughs> the question, the question was, was what happens to Hilo. Hilo. Survives. It seemed, but yeah. <laughs> at most, it's two. It's at least two. I think it's one. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's a big trait if we want to do. I think it's two. At most three, I'll take two. <laughs> I'll take two. I'll, we'll, we'll settle on two. Yeah, we'll I was good cop just then. I know. I appreciate you. Sometimes I won't be. <laughs> All right. I dig that. I dig that. This so ends. with this, Ben, yours was very simply. Hilo, Hilo dies. dies. Correct. Excellent. 
so the two of us, the pair of us. Hold on, I'll, I'll, I'll be right back for you. <laughs> He's drinking straight out of the writer's tears bottle. <laughs> Hilo, I love you. Oh, no, and you will be missed. I feel like I can't drink some fruity little Excellent. beverage I made when I'm talking about Hilo dying. You know what I mean? I need like a serious stiff drink for that. I totally just require that. a stiff drink. And then Aaron. And then Aaron, we're going to have you read we'll have yours, even though we'll later. have you pay for them later. But you said. None of the no peakers die. And? None of them. Yep. And I and Shay shake hands, and that's how the book ends. Now that is three bets if I've ever seen it. So here's my deal. I think that but the final I one is actually die. way more on. Right. And only it's, one yeah. no peaker dies. Okay, that's one is more than none, so that's wrong. Mm, that one is very definitely um, remembrance. It's fine, it's fine. We're reading, we're doing some reading here. I says, what hands? about no. Shay, Kyle Shaylinson? After all her efforts, I deceived her, I put both of her brothers in the ground. Why isn't she here? She told me she has nothing else to say to you. She spared your life once, and she says that's all the gods can ask for in this lifetime. Okay, kind of need to be physically present to shake someone's hand. Would be my contention. Hey, now. The spirit. I think hey, the spirit of no. the answer is right. You can give me two drinks. It's more of a fool me once. All right, we're going to tally shame two on, up for Aaron. Shame on you. <laughs> fool me twice, can't get fooled again. That's what that was. Won't get fooled again. Yeah. That Michael Scott. No, I was no, doing George who, Bush. But, mm. Oh, that's right. Similar. Okay. Okay, this. getting into the rest bets of this. On, we had bets on Barrow Eight, from Jade City. I, PJ, you said feral and desperate with Jade, he will show up. Excellent. We take a drink because that did all happen. And did I really say it as with Aaron. desperate with Jade? Yep. Well, desperate for Jade is what I meant to say. Okay, I'll drink to that. Also because I have to. Which bet is this? This is just Barrow. Oh, at the end of Jade City. Just that's what we made this. To Barrow. He's not really desperate with Jade. He's always. Well, I think feral. this is this is the end of Jade City. When did we ask this one? This was Jade City through. This was asked within Jade City, but was technically left over. So it was kind of a how is he going to come back in Jade yeah. War kind of thing. But then, in addition, we let that kind of linger over as like kind of a cumulative thing because there were more bets on Barrow. So answer here, Thomas. The answer here, Thomas, is that we're drinking so for all of them times. because ultimately the Barrows are right, just twice. Because two bets were identical. These betting rules make your sense. Bet and Aaron bet the exact same thing. Yes, the exact we'll same get thing. Jade. Yes, we'll show up again. Yeah, but like if two bettors make the same bet, they both get right. paid. Sure. Drink All right, twice. we can we can drink twice. I don't care. That's fine. Pay the man his money. Wow. This I'm just going to get real drunk. That's <laughs> what's going to happen. Fucking rounders references right. out here. <laughs> check. Check. Love check. me some. Love me some rounders. Next Come up. On. Lawn and bets on Lawn, Jade City, Jade War. The question was, what's going on with Lawn? And you, PJ, and everyone else here tripled down. I asked in the moment. I'm still in on this one. Also, we don't know for sure. Out front on Main Street. Is poison part of this? Is actually, I think we're right. (laughs) (laughs) The Jade is poisoned because it is. Well, I don't think Jade is poison. That's just Cross's opinion. So. I it's do like think alcohol. that Jade is meant to be a metaphor for power and poison. Power is so. good. Okay, well, if I have well, it, I I will down a difficult road. I there. will take my loss and add tally. to my tally, which is up to three. Well, 
Here's the thing. No, you tripled on yes. that. So when all three fine. of you agree, <laughs> that's a shot. We made that rule. We did make that rule in the moment. But then also, all we right. would take shots if you I'm at seven. Right. I'm just going to shotgun a beer when I'm drinking again. Perfect. Six, six, Send six, us a video. Seven. Put that on reels. Yeah, we'll put that on reels as your makeup for that. <laughs> then everyone can see how terrible I am at shotgunning. It's very entertaining. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. My sister... I Mellow learned fucking corn, PJ. Mellow fucking corn, hundred proof. I learned corn whiskey. That my sister shotgunned a four loco, and <laughs> a real one or a or a a reformed one because she's younger than me. But still nuts, still Dope. insane behavior. Yeah. I was like, I learned this like two years ago. I was like, what the fuck? What? Why? How? Pretty impressive. She was crazy. This maybe, sounds maybe it was a stash from like 2006. <laughs> I doubt it, but anyway. Tut, 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 back to it. All right. PJ, Ben, <laughs> I think you owe us oh. the drinks. Oh, we just decided that we lost that one? Hmm. Yeah. Yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we decided that we lost that one. The whole system is rigged. So you have no power here. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Well, maybe if y'all time. haven't tried mellow corn, <laughs> free ad for That's mellow corn here. That shit's good. <laughs> it's it's cheap, but it actually is very use good. It to power your car to all manner of things. It's not great as a sipper, <laughs> but it is a good whiskey. Paint thinner. It's not that. It, no, it's it's it actually like it tastes fine as a sipper. Or as a as a shot, I wouldn't like just have a glass of it on neat. I might have it on the rocks though. Sorry. All right, free ad over. <laughs> uh, ben, were you going to say something about how you felt that this was rigged? No, 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 no fine. No, no, no. I accept okay. your decision. There may right. be an appeal process. Yes, at some dictator. Point we don't disagree. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, so Jade City, Jade War. This was a bet that came up in the middle of the season. By what mechanism do you believe the Jade to be poisoned? Because you guys would not let it go. And so you made us ask this question. We did not choose to do this. I think I asked it hoping for a way out from you guys. I think I asked it super (laughs) frustrated. Like, how the fuck do you guys think the Jade is poisoned? Mm, I think you guys are leading the witnesses. First of all, leading witnesses (laughs) is allowed if they don't object. I object. <laughs> this whole court is out of order. It's so late. It's so late to object. It's, you are months late, my friend. This is horseshit. Well, I was acting from a place of yeah. I didn't uh, ignorance. I didn't. I didn't have all the information. The discovery. All right, PJ. I think we live bullshit. in a, a a structure of law in which ignorance is an excuse. <laughs> PJ, read your thing. (laughs) Gold is a part of it. The sayings don't come from nothing, naturally. Gom intentionally sacrificed himself, poison pill by the mountain. So Gom was the guy that was dueled back in Jade City. You were sold that he poisoned him in the moment. I do love that the Jade, the gold is part of it bit. That is Mm -hmm. fantastic. Sometimes you guys just. I like poison pill sacrifice in yeah. a duel too. Sometimes your theories yeah, were so good. I was like, I wait. This is cool. I mean, it would have made sense for maybe not another 
bio like bioenergetic material, but something that reacts with and alters the bioenergetic jade could have been a really really cool mechanic. But I think we I, I was I was still at that point in the hard hard fantasy realm of Brandon Sanderson and like trying to suss out the like hidden mechanics that we're dealing with. And that just isn't the case here, but I, I really wanted it to be in the moment. And in mechanics. Since mine That's is fine. basically PJ's, I said, found bad Jade in the mine. Similar to PJ intentionally sacrificed himself to be a poison pill by the mountain. I just copied PJ. Uh, except you said found bad jade found in the mind. But found bad that's yeah. where they got it. I dig it. Tally that one up. Throw it on the list. PJ took the drink. I'm up to eight. Because I was ben, led because I was led into making up a crazy theory. <laughs> oh, I, was I was asked led. <laughs> I was asked to make up a crazy theory about what I thought. So I just I started making stuff up. Here is what I said. I said it was chemically poisoned, like the opposite of shine. They developed a negative shine and injected it into the jade. And then I also was on the poison pill situation. Do you think they call it anti-shine or do you think they call it dim? Dim, dim is dope. I should have thought of that. I guess dim I would drink. Great. As you should. As you we, should. Listen, we right. tried to lead you out of that, to be fair. We tried. We tried so hard. There Let are so many frustrating text it. messages Let us between Thomas and it, I. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we, were, we were like, how do we get them off of this thought process? Because it could derail the whole first book. <laughs> it was brutal. Um, so... <laughs> I feel like this is a great example of a situation that you guys handled very well. First first couple books that Crossland and I covered, there were some hiccups in like falsely leading me into beliefs. And this was like actively trying to lead us out of it without giving anything away. And I really appreciate that, letting us like flounder a little bit, but not feeding into it and like letting us believe or, or giving us reason to believe that it might be more true than it was. So I, I, I'd like to point out that I think that you, Crossland, for sure, may, probably because Thomas is better wow. than you, have gotten uh, <laughs> better at <laughs> leading these conversations. <laughs> 170 episodes. Of this yeah, I was going to say, that's that's one of the hardest parts <laughs> is trying to figure out which strings to pull and to like indulge your crazy theories but not confirm them when you're so far off sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then also, when one of you, usually Ben, nailed it, <laughs> I I was so worried that I would not keep a straight face. And I feel like I did. I think I only got caught once and I played it off. <laughs> and Aaron caught me. Yeah, that was always a very difficult. <laughs> well, I, I forget what it was, but there was one time you were like, you're making a face. I was like, what? Me? <laughs> Faces? It's pretty good. I don't even have Not a face. Lala. The opposite of faces is the band for Ooh Lala. Before we move on, I oh, have right. into I have world. you guys had a theory about Andon putting Jade back on in Spenia that I don't think we made a bet of, or at least we might have paid it off already, but it was 
basically that Andy would be a vigilante after seeing like the harm in the community without Jade and or something like that. And I was just so excited for like Andy as Spider-Man. Uh, I texted Cross. I was like, I have would have been so. I was like, Cross, I have a theory for you. I haven't read this book already of what I think is going to happen. Yeah, that was another great, great idea. It would have been a really, really Uh, fun storyline, but I think we would have been deprived of the actual story of Andin. Perfect, which is beautiful and delicate and raw, and I I think that would have been and scholarly. Hmm, quite. Indeed. Let me twirl my mustache real quick. I almost forgot who Lote was for a second. (laughs) All right. All right, Lote. So, PJ, you said... He convinces Andon to come back by... To become green again. Actively. Verbally. Orally. Orally. Did not happen. We did not get a... And it yeah, says it says you already paid for it. Load. You did. You did. I'll so I just wanted to again. I still wanted it to happen. I mean, you, okay, my you mom can drink again if you'd like. But you so this paid. is related, very rarely related to hope, wish it happened. My mom is very much on the low. Is a queer character trait. She was like, he got married. Mm-hmm. He never remarried. Always like a lot of references to him as a bachelor later in life. Always like the weird tension with Andy. I was like, wait up, let her cook, let her cook. He could be bi. Mm-hmm. I think so. That's, that's like my... Gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, Avenue Q. I love that. Yeah, Muppets. it's so good. Ben, yours is the only one that didn't get paid off here in the moment. Wait, mine was so. run off to Espenia with Andin by the end of the book, and I already paid because that didn't happen. But it was Definitely good. not. But it was, a good, it was a good thought. I was, I was very down with the idea. Thanks, Cross. I had a similar thought in that moment, in that book. I said he's sticking around for family and that he's going to get killed tragically. He probably should have, but. <laughs> Why do you hate Lou? He's the, the man who lived. <laughs> I'm glad he lived. Ben, ben hates losing. I feel like he should have gotten killed in that house. Yeah, that for not letting Down the light tunnel. escape. Oh, to his pillar toad loser. What a dude. What a man. I'm sure he feels bad about it. What a man. Sure feels very bad. Can't wait for um, any of you to reread this at any point. Like going through Lote a second time as a character or additional passes is so fucking cool. I'm He's sure I would have described it to one of the best characters to watch. Yeah. Cool. I, I'd assume same with like Vin and all of the characters that aren't like super spotlighted, but mm-hmm. show up very, very early on. Yeah. And we see it's their sprinklings. Yeah, their progression very clearly. Mm-hmm. I think this is worth a reread at some point. Having reread yeah. it, yes, and, I mean, it's a lovely. Yeah, I I have had a great experience fairly recently rereading all of Red Rising in a very different way than we covered on the podcast. So maybe I will more quickly come back and reread all of these and experience it in the sort of binge session at least book by book consume it unless you hate a book always reread it honestly yeah you always get more for the most part all right we're on to jaya and then we've got one more after this so with jaya we had some bets here placed pretty simple ones pj hilo and shay 2.0 in jaya and nico 
This one I am going to leave up to the uh, tribal council mm-hmm. to decide whether or not to drink <laughs> for it because I think it is fair in that they are the two call uh, leaders of No Peak, but they are not Pillar and Weatherman. They are Pillar and Horn. Horn. And Jaya didn't go through the same sort of Mm -hmm. leaving and coming back situation that Shay did, but but Nico did. Like I I feel like there's a lot there that's right, but there's not. It's not perfect, so I want to I want to hear what you guys think. I think it's close enough, and and I'll drink to that. Abide. Sure. I was going to call it a push, but I'm down for that. So I'll take that. Keep drinking because Ben and Aaron both said that Jaya would become a that green doesn't bone, fucking which count. Is very <laughs> we we were willing to take this. I, I think cheers. I protested in the moment about that one. Drink, drink. I feel drink, like drink, drink. I'll take just drink. the existence drink, of drink, the drink. oh, what's the name of the the <laughs> list of characters in the beginning of the book? Oh, the dramatis persona. Yeah, that that called out some of Jaya's. Classmates at called Dusharon Academy. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, I did it. I did not attempt the bet as the house, and you know, which is why it's a four. Listen, I I already I already took been, the punishment. We don't need to there have this been any times longer. I've denied bets and I've protested with Frost right. in live on the show. Um, I had something to say, but now right. I don't remember. Now I do. It appears yeah. that it was dramatis persona in a book. If I see it. Chances are I'm buying that book. I'm a slut for Dramatis Persona in the book. It's a cool move. It's a classy move. I love wow. it. I'm going to keep that in mind. I will I buy it. I mean, I buy it anyway, but I'd buy two copies then. Edit my book. I'm, I'm whatever the opposite of being a Dramatis Persona slut is. None. I don't read None. Because you have no interest. I only double check. On I go to page one and start time. reading. I usually don't read them until Why? I start the book, but I just like that they're there. I think it's classy. I think it's cool. It's, yeah, for me, it's when I hit the name in a sequel and I don't recognize the name that I'll flip to this thing and be like, okay, cool. Because okay. often, sure. with the exception of the one book in Red Rising, it doesn't spoil anything. <clears throat> the exception of Dark Age, for the most part. And this it's book. technically, yeah, there's technically, it's I mean, fine. You but you don't really, yeah, okay. All right, <laughs> I'll accept that. All right. All right, final bet, and then we'll talk about other things Ooh, other than decisions right. that you guess made in the past. Right. So we are talking about Barrow. PJ, you said. He dies in the same harbor as Lon, poetically. And I fucking think he should, but he didn't, so. Drinks out of a straw. (laughs) Part of me thinks that in a series, we would see a distant end to Barrow and him just choosing to fall into the harbor at like 70 years old. But... Yeah, in Barrow's, my head, this is still the canon ending. Barrow's That's not the I'm type suggesting. to kill himself, so no. Was, but he, he was, was right there to. to die. He never really wanted to. He tried to kill himself with Nico. Yeah, he's gonna die passively. Robbed. He's gonna be talking too much. I'm saying he wouldn't like drown himself. <laughs> and talk too much in the taxi talking cam. Jaya's gonna get someone's just gonna be no, yeah. not even like a spike killing. Like he's gonna be talking too much, and he's gonna annoy the wrong random criminal, and he'll die. Unknown, unloved, uncared. I I feel like the most poetic ending to him would be him ripe old age, like dying suicide by greenbone, trying to like pull an earring out of someone on that harbor. That's what he wants, Mm. though. Mm -hmm. I hope he he like. And so few people get what they want. Fucking chokes on a mango pet or something stupid. 
Yeah. All right. Accidentally gets Dang. like horrible, horrible food poisoning at twice shits lucky himself to death. and like <laughs> shits himself to death. <laughs> Ties of dehydration. <laughs> That's the canon in me. Um, I said Barrow goes to kill himself, but something on the other side of the story comes by and he has to make a choice to kill himself or get involved and he gets involved. And that didn't happen. Although he, I would That's argue very vague. he did try to kill himself. But I I kind of, so the reason I'm, I marked this one oddly because I was like, I'm not sure how I feel about What do you mean? Something this. on the other side of the story. Like just like one of the, the Greenbone. The Greenbone yeah. clans come by and he has to decide to get involved or not. Okay. Like kind of do the right thing is the way that I'm taking yeah. the end of your phrase. Yeah. I would say this is a When loss. was this bet made? It this was, was within the last episode, before the last well, episode. Yeah, it was after Rue. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. before or after Nico came to see him? Ben takes the before, drink. Okay. drink. It was before so. Nico came to see him, but after Rue, I think. Pretty good bet. Ben chose to take the drink, but I think that that was a good, I think that was a good read on what could have happened. I would say that's more um, of a push. In some ways, some of this he tried. I'll trade yeah. to that one. The little one, the little drink. There you go. Thomas is thirsty, but like refuses to drink. (laughs) (laughs) Call me Sisyphus. (laughs) So, yeah, I said, I don't think Barrow can die. I think we have to push this and we have to ask Fondalee if if Barrow can die. Is Barrow Bijan? You know, like that's the question. That's not what I meant. I mean, he's a cockroach. (laughs) Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of the I don't like cockroach. this Barrow's by Jen thing, even as a joke. Once again, I just want that on the record. <laughs> I'll take the drink, though, Aaron, for you. But we can we can push it to Fondly in the moment. I'll I take think it, the book's over, so you guys both have to drink, Thomas. There you go. I think she's right. Drink your yummy turquoise drink. Turning more green. Excellent. Now, as green as you are Ooh, in the soul. Thank you. All right, so we've got questions now to go into now that we made it through the bets. That took a little bit longer than I thought it would, but here we are on the other side. We finally made all of those up from all of the decisions that you made for we were all still, of these days. we were all still fighting. <laughs> it's true, especially about the Poison Jade. So, Thomas, you want to kick it off? I would love to. We've been through quite the journey with this series, and one thing that's been asked, each of his recaps and also the first episode, something we're asked to get. Knowing all we know now of the power, the downfall, where it goes in society, would you want to wear jade? Yes. Yes. I like superpowers. Mm. (laughs) It has not changed in the slightest. (laughs) It's consistently been, yes, I like superpowers. Duh, Crossland. Why have you continued to badger me? Because I want superpowers. I'm going to say that. I don't want to totally. be hunted. Those looks. I just don't want to have to like defend myself constantly. And don't like, worry, I'll protect you because I'll have Jade. And no, like, he's just a liability. <laughs> if I say the wrong, if I say the wrong thing to somebody, then I'm gonna have to like get in a fight over it. And I don't like so, to fight, so he's just a big softy. I feel like that is an answer to the question of Do you want to be a green bone? Which I think is an important question that I also have on this list. So I think that that's a clarifier that we can ask at the very least. But PJ, I want to hear your answer of would you wear jade? I'd totally wear jade, but I I would not sell my soul to 
be like beholden to an ancient set of rules about Soft. it. Soft. <laughs> so you'd be a Chispenian, you'd be an Espenia. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to be Corey. Yeah, just a soft Lame, like little a butterfly piece of shit lawyer, lawyer with a couple of a couple of pieces of jade on his belly ring. Yeah, not the worst type of lawyer. Crosslow, would you wear jade? Aaron, would you be a greenbone? Yes, hundred percent. Greenbone. All right, Aaron's a greenbone. Ben, you're no to jade. I'm out on all of wow. it. You're out on all of it. Okay. Where would you leave? Live? Yeah. Leave? Where would you leave? How could I leave without <laughs> you? <laughs> uh, just be like Thomas. Lantern, I'd be like a lantern man or something, you know. Oh, you still work yeah. with the clan? You wouldn't like live wow. in a spinning. You're just sucking the teat. Hanging out with Kelly Dowk. No, That's I don't want to go to a spinning. PJ hanging out with Kelly Dowk. She wanted Paul answer him. The scene in Jan Loon sounds warrior. pretty cool, but I just don't want to be mixed up in all the gang warfare. Lame. <laughs> Would you want to be Danny Sento? Ooh, there. No, okay. Sinjo. Sen- Ooh, Actually, if all right, I could we wear Jade and be Danny Sinjo, then Sinjo. yes, I'm in. You would want to be a movie star. Yes. I'm there back, we go. You want to be now. Jackie Chan. A guy yeah. green with Jade. So not a green bone, but yes to Jade. Yeah. If I can be a movie star. Facts. Thomas ask, of course, and we'll I'll ask it back to you. But no, my answer is firmly no. It's been no. My answer since the beginning is Lame. no. But problem with doing these episodes in the way that we do is that I can't tell you the reason why I feel that way. <laughs> and in the end, it's because I believe that Jade is this symbol of power and that it proves to corrupt a lot of people along the line and despite their best attempt to create rules as such i think that's kind of the core of the story in a big way and so i would have a tough time bending to that will like pj was saying in the green bone clan form but also just being out of control with something that i can't tame um like a drug addiction that gives you power no way not my thing so even with the 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 development of sn2 I don't and think that like solves the problem. That just increases tolerance. Just don't wear yeah. it. Which is the the problem. You have control. You have control. Right. But don't really wear it. Then. I think the problem is greed. <laughs> yeah. Is what crosses. But power out. causes greed. Yeah. I would say it's you those. Don't have to seek right. power. Foolish. PJ, let him have his Everyone does. No, only, <laughs> only Ike really does. Well, select few in our story, do. PJ, you and me. Select few in our story. Elo, who does? What does Corey do? No, he does. Hilo does. Hilo Corey seeks power. to kill Ait. Corey, Corey's weak. Hilo um, is happy. <laughs> Hilo doesn't want to be Pillar at all, and then he becomes Pillar. He's reluctantly thrust into his Yo, role. We're talking about different levels of power. He constantly is seeking out New Jade until he hits a certain threshold, and once he hits the threshold, he's already at, at the start of the story. He's though he's at the threshold where he doesn't need more Jade. He, it's yeah, not in pursuit of Jade. He's in pursuit of power to keep his family and his allies strong. It's different things. I would right, wear right, right. jade. I'd We're be a green grimacing. bone. I would be the pillar. I would fuck up the mountain plan. I love that for you. I love that for you. It's those. We got a pretty wide spectrum on this. Planless, yeah. jadeless bastards who are, you know, they're greedy for jade. They don't know nothing about it. That's ruining things. The plans are good. <laughs> I'm I'm a hundred percent on Ben's side before he decided he wanted to be an actor. The plans are good. They are just. <laughs> they are right. <laughs> Jade, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word, is good. Hmm. 
I don't think so, but that's that's the point. That's kind of the moral point of the story, right? That makes it makes it fun and interesting. So, love it for that reason. So, I love um, this question, Thomas. All uh, of your questions oh, are at the top, you. so I'm just going to let you ask your three, and then we'll kind of flip around. <laughs> okay. So, asked this a few times as well. Whose story do we think this is ultimately? Shay's. Kilos. Hmm. Call I have a call family. Probably. It's probably just a call family, really. <laughs> no peaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard not and to is. answer with anybody's something more. singular story. It's Hilo's, I think. But if it's anybody's singular story, I think it's like K-Cons. <laughs> right. so I think it's yeah. a cultural story. For yeah. me, it's, it is yeah. Greenbones. It's the story. That's why I love the title, The Greenbones Saga, because that's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like an individual story. It's yeah. a cultural it's story. Jade's story given, in this given, given time the full, period. Mm-hmm. Given the full breadth of the story and just the conclusion of it and everything, it's hard for me to not feel like the first two books were entirely like prequels and the entire story belongs to Nico <laughs> somehow. Uh, That's crazy. Like, it, but it's also good. I don't know. I don't know, man. Sort of the pillar story because it's, I mean, the third book, I would, the third book is what makes me think it's Hilo's story. If you have to fit like one character from the books, because it counts down or up his time as pillar, but that's what we're counting. And then once Nito becomes, it's the first weeks and then whatever, how three months later or whatever. I think the pillar. Strangely, the one constant through all of the perspectives is Ite. Like, I could make a really mm. solid argument if I took some more time to think about it to, to say that Ite is the, the main <laughs> character in this story. But I haven't touched I don't think you should think about it. We haven't made mention of the fact that it is also definitely Barrow's story, which is interesting. You know, and that's yeah, better left unsaid. A lot. There's <laughs> in a lot of Jade City. Yeah, and then Jade he, he kind of fades out in Jade like. But it starts with him. He's the right. first character we meet, and then. And he's the last one we he's see. He's not quite the last one we see, but he's in the last chapter at the very least. He's in the car. Yeah, but Andon, I would say, is the last, like the yeah, singular Andon last we see. The, right. Right. The shot fades on Andon with Barrow in the background in the taxi. It's it's tough. It's it's interesting as far as the question goes, because I think that it is, again, I really like the cultural answer. I really like these like individual characters. It truly is a generational story, which is what I find so fascinating about it, because the first two books are I like I like your your sort of phrasing or thoughts on it, PJ. They are almost like prequels to the real story that comes in Legacy, which is to give breadth to the impact that all of these decisions have had that they made in the past and to kind of pay off these sort of long games that make this a clan war and make this a gang war in a big way. It's our story. Has anyone read anything that they would call similar to this? I would say really quick. It's almost like it's, while we all think on that, I guess I'll buy time for everybody. It's almost like PJ's point, a prequel, but it's almost like until the last three chapters, it's a prequel. And then it's like Nico's story, but we don't get Nico's story. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like you build and build and build. And then the all stories kind of, you know, they have to end and leave you with unresolved what's going to happen in the future. I feel like it's really similar to First Law. It does have 
it definitely shares common DNA in my head. The two series that I would put on the pedestal are First Law and Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the I only mean, thing I, I, was, I was going to say. To. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. I was just interjecting. I haven't read the Game of Thrones series. I haven't read the First Law series. <laughs> but the closest connection I can draw, strangely, is Tolkien and Hobbit and Lord mm. of the Rings and intergenerational characters and a common persistent enemy. But I mean, that's really, really paring down the, the <laughs> connection really to make into, the, like, the core. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's stripping away all of the details to, to find any One sort of connection that everyone's seeking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. think it's truly that connected to that, but that is the closest thing off the top of my head that I can, can answer with. Reminds me of take like, it. if you were to take like a biography of, like if you were to adapt something about like Julius and Augustus Caesar for TV, and then after doing that, write a novelization of the, the like a HBO prestige series about the Caesars. Sort of like that, because there's a lot. It's like a family history, but with intimate details. You want to give her like a real history book. Yeah, it was like Game of Thrones on fast forward. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, it's like Fire and Blood, but with the narration filled in. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was probably the closest I could think as far as like intergenerational... Oh type stuff I gave up on Game of Thrones because he just stopped writing in his old old unhealthy and I was like he's never going to finish it so I'm not going to give him my time <laughs> he's going he's going to die I, before he finishes it I so I'm not going to read it I don't think that's true I have so much faith How old in is Martin I think he will get his, winds of winter what's his BMI he, believe it or not he's only 37 years old he <laughs> that's just what New Jersey does to a guy bad diet I just need to get winter winter <laughs> out if he doesn't get that out then I'll be disappointed but I don't have much hope he, for number he finishes seven. winter mm-hmm. winter and then gives the notes that he has for the the very end for A Dream of Spring to Joe Abercrombie and I'm sure her, it'll finish be it. finished because no one delivers more satisfying endings I'm just saying until he dies I'm not because what if his will is like, don't fucking when's finish winter, this shit? When's the winter 2024? You heard it here for us first. Logistically impossible. I think so. He's it, got like just, 70 well, miles can, of it done. It's not, sure. we're not gonna, it's not going to be in hand, though. I think end of 2024, we're going to have winter. Okay. winter. Catch us I on like the reunion. I the idea episode. of his will just saying, like, you know, all those you people that want to know bet. what goes on with the rest of the series. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> this is the series tie with me. No, a lot of people are asking me, how does this book end? Everything. I don't give a shit. I figured it out years ago. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> you don't deserve to know. <laughs> Canonically, the story ends the way that D&D told it. <laughs> oh god I've, I've got a i've got a fun question here a larger question of all the countries vying for kikon's jade who's the worst our list here is the egutanians the shatarians the uiwins or the espenians of the ones that we are aware oh. of shatari do you have any shatarians the ones that actually have it for the most part they started the all worst? this bullshit the espenians why is that 
the shitty people from Aspinia that want the jade, I just didn't really like them. Like Art, what's his face? Billionaire guy. Wiles. Wiles. Yeah. Gallo and Berglin. Stumbags. They're actually the people that are vying for the jade. They mm. suck. You didn't like the big business moguls? Yeah, fuck them. Jim Sunto. Um, lame. Big, fuck big jade. Big fuck jade. Big evil. Jade. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You're out I'll here for the little guy. I feel like the Uiwins, specifically because of the way that Zapunio was able to unilaterally position himself as like this kingpin of jade within that country, the way that country set up feels the most corrupt and and exploitable or rife rife for exploitation um, in my mm-hmm. mind. But I don't know anything about their population, and we have a much better understanding of the population of Espenia through a bevy of characters and Shatar through Maru. So, like, we, we have some humanizing tempering of the evil feelings of the external forces uh, vying for Jade. Hey, like, the modern Shatarians do not want Jade at all. They're, like, horrified of it. But there are like the Barakana guests, right? Or whatever their dancers are called. That was Yugatanians, right? Egatanians, but yeah. No, we'll take Yugatanians for 100 points. Okay. That's a mixture of Uiwa <laughs> Islands, Egatanians. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the Shatarians, I think, are distancing themselves oh. from it, which is interesting outside of the gangsters, um, of which are imitating KCON. I don't know. <laughs> what, who do you think is the worst? Go ahead. Peach. Am I am I actually wrong in thinking that Barukhan was Egatanian? No. Yes, uh, actually, it's right. Okay. Yeah, it's Shatarian. Barukhan I don't know why. Shatarian. I don't know why I thought that. Yeah. Don't know where that came from. Cool. There's a lot of places and people. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas, how um, do you feel? It's that's first. a very tough question. I feel like my gut instinct is Espenian because, like Ben said, the ones that we spend time with that want are like all scumbags but then there's like all the shit that the Egatanians did with the abduction and oh that's the Shatarians but there's like all the different generations of like trafficking of Ketanese and Abuke women and stuff like that to get the jade resistance into their soldiers and the weird KGB eating jade thing going on I forget what those guys were called yeah. So that's pretty fucked up. You know, like that is the uh, Spendians mostly are money hungry for Jade and like civilian casualties. None of it's good, really. Keep it in Tatan. That's the lesson. Very true. Which is the way it seems to go. I'm I'm of the opinion that I think that the Egatanians are secretly the worst. We don't ultimately see it, but even getting the manipulation that we get and how easy they are for Ite to manipulate in the background, it just feels as though to me they're the obvious worst because she can literally promise them whatever and they will bend to her will. And as a whole country doing that, that we equivocate inside of the novel basically to Russia in origin feels bad <laughs> to say the least. But Shatarians are a close second, I would think. Spendians, I all of them are good picks, though, like straight up, like everyone has a different reason for it. And so I think it's what makes this so interesting, too, as far as Jade War goes is, you know, which direction do we go? 
It's one A, one B, one C, one D. Yeah. Cross, yeah. I was thinking you might pick KCON saying that the greedy jade people are gangsters. Well, it'd be, it'd be the Tetanese. <laughs> no, like, no, KCON's gonna... good for the Abu but the Tetanese. Well, that's the yeah, base third eye cross not... take. That is, that is a. That's actually a good me take that I didn't even consider. So that's something um, Cross thanks, would say. I'm You're gonna, welcome. I'm going to think about take. that for two seconds. And that's a really good one. It's polonialism, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, naturally. Um, You're welcome, Cross, for being Cross today. For giving me the enlightened perspective, you know? The Cross perspective. Just feeding it to me. Yeah. Uh. No, what was I? What was I going to say? Oh, I want to ask what your favorite book was. We got to talk about the favorites, right? Naturally, oh. their favorite moments, favorite books, favorite characters. Come on, we we got some of these. What were some of your highlights of the read? In all ways, shapes, and forms. I think Jade Legacy was probably my favorite. I thought Fonda Lee did a really good job, like leading us through different countries and then kind of bringing us back to the core of the story for the finale. And I liked, I liked that we came home. I felt like Jade war was great, but I wanted to like only know what was going on KCON and not with the Dowks and Espenia. So I liked being more focused at the end of Jade legacy. I think. Yeah, I would agree. I think every book in the series got better. I, I did not expect to like Jake legacy the best. At the start, you guys were pretty low in Jade Legacy when we especially started yeah, the, the first record. quarter of it. Yeah. I was I was mm-hmm. having a tough time, but it really mm-hmm. it really paid off. I thought, and then like Jade War is also really good, but I, it ends on such a sour note that it's tough to say it's my favorite. Yeah, I Jade totally City. I just that. remember as the book where Lon died. Jade Legacy. <laughs> Jade City. Oh, Jade City. We're long. the book yeah, yeah, we're sorry, Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there were parts that I liked. <laughs> well, Jade City, and that was like when we were also. This kind of speaks to the format too. Is like I was still getting used to the format and just like talking about the book every five I'm chapters. Trying to remember, yeah, who everyone was, and just trying to get an idea of like where it's going, and like we talked about with the idea of this being like a family story or like a cultural story, that was not evident at the beginning of Jade City or not what I was expecting. I guess that's not what my expectations were. Not that that wasn't evident. It was evident. Not what my expectations were. So like my expectations were is like, who's the character that I should be latching on to right now? Yeah. And I was having a tough time with that throughout all of Jade City. Because you like Mulan. Right. You know? Yep. Yeah. Lon's our boy. <laughs> Lon's my he boy. Always. Every reread, every time I reread Jade City, I'm just like, God, if we would have had you and we could have gotten Doru out of your ear, you would have been in such a better spot. Yeah. And killed Grandpa. There are a couple of factors that need to yeah, like make Lon be the pillar that he needed to be. But, you know, yeah. PJ, where'd you land? Totally in the same camp of Jade Legacy. It is more of everything from all of the stories and i don't know i i i love all of the additional characters i love the breadth of it i love the 
culmination of all the geopolitical aspects that have been introduced in the previous books and then further expanded upon and then kind of focused on. I, I love the epicness of this story. Really kind of reveled in it compared to the other two. This series, I, I love that you brought in even just the term epic because this series is often talked about as an as an epic fantasy series, which is fascinating in consideration against what a lot of other people consider epic fantasy, like Tolkien, like the Stormlight Archive, like all of these other big swords and sandals books or swords and armor books. And so to have that brought into the same conversation and be like really modernized in an interesting way is mm-hmm. part of the reason that I adore this series way more than anyone trying to write anything else in that space right now. And I, I think without day. the existence of the third book, I would agree with the criticisms of calling this series epic, but this book kind of solidified that for me. Created the scale that you're looking mm-hmm. for. Yeah, Exactly. So humble beginnings grow into like dipping your foot into the water of a big bad world that you're not prepared for into just dealing with it and thriving. (laughs) You know, it, it was it was totally a growth story and legacy blossomed in a way that I totally didn't expect. Yeah, it's a top five book for me, like straight out the gate. It's. Legacy is a fucking I can't wait for you to reread it. And I think this leads into something that Thomas wanted to ask a little bit, but and that Ben had brought up while Thomas was away for just a second. But the format obviously impacts a little bit of the reading experience. What do you feel? How do you guys feel about the format? And Thomas, obviously chime in with your thoughts um, on on the whole thing, because this is it's an interesting experiment to not only read the books and then break down and talk about them, but also to do it in the way that we have historically. I don't know how PJ does it. I hated it. <laughs> That's my main takeaway is poor PJ. Especially like you take it for granted. Like, you know, this is a series he's starting it. We're doing it pretty consistently. But he has to wait until you, this and then several more weeks for Lightbringer. And then he's going to be reading like seven chapters at a time of Lightbringer. Talk. Uh, three right. months of Lightbringer. I feel like it. it's a really... It's I feel extra bad for PJ because PJ wasn't like reading before Cross made him do this. That's what I'm saying. I'm just impressed. So it's like I would not read it if he made me do it. Yeah, exactly. That's why I feel that. That's why I'm impressed by it. Yeah, I'm glad that more of a pace thing because PJ. (laughs) Sorry, Ariad. I'm sorry. I'm glad that PJ is now rereading Red Rising, and he's like, "Oh, this is fun." (laughs) Like, yeah, that's what reading is. Reading was fun before. I think. (laughs) I mean, I come out of it with a respect for PJ and just impressed by, like, his ability to do this. Like, just because. I found it frustrating personally at, at times. Um, All times. Every time I had to like <laughs> keep checking what chapter I was on. I was like, I'm going to fucking quit. And then every time <laughs> I had to stop book. reading, I was like, fucking cross. <laughs> from, <laughs> I, look how, I like how from I a listener point of view. <laughs> well, it's your shuffle. What do you mean? Who else is the PT? It's your fault. You helped me pick the chapters. I do. I like, you know, intellectually, I understand why it's fun for people who have already read the books to listen to us suffer. Agree. 
Like I get, mm-hmm. I get why it works, but being on this side of it is fucking terrible. Just not how I like to read a book. Probably it's uh, fucking torture. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's <laughs> so different because, like, when you're listening, especially like listening to Red Rising and with you guys, it's so fun. You're like, oh, this is so cool. He did this experience it for the first time. We get to follow along with him. We get to hear his crazy theories. But doing it, and I self-imposed it on myself for Jade War and Jade Legacy. <laughs> it's so weird. It's such a weird experience, especially like Jade Legacy. Yeah. There's all the time jumps, and then asking you guys to like theorize on things that you have no idea, and like the things you guys latch onto was super interesting. And like, it's so weird. It's it's fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's like it's good for content. But yes, as as. As the guinea pig. As the guinea pig. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not something I would like. Now, want now to do you again. see why yeah. PJ and I at least want to wear jade so we can overthrow our rulers. <laughs> Oppressors. Oh, no. Well, I'm also wearing jade, so, so good I, luck. I just like to. I just like to jump in and defend Crossland. <laughs> defend our, our format. I, we all like the and format. Like, I, yes, it, it, it's very I mean, fun it's to give it shit when I like want to keep reading and like want to not stop at this cliffhanger. But at the same time, for the sake of consistency and for the sake of like keeping keeping myself reading. Because I know for a fact that, like, I'm the same way with working out. I'm the, I'm the same way with eating healthy. I Like, I need accountability. I need external forces. And for some reason, reading, I, I'm looping into that sort of aspect in that, like, I know that once in a while I would go and read my, like, read a book on my own. But, like, this is keeping me reading in a very, very consistent way. And I'm reading a certain amount every single week. And that feels very, very good. And when I don't have that external motivation to do that, being Crossland and this podcast, I'll slip and, and it'll six months will go by and I haven't actually read a book yet. And I wouldn't have found all of these series and truly like, I love I love the ability to come and talk about these like harebrained theories that I've got about what's going on in this story. And yes, it's, it's so much fun to go back and reread the red rising series. And I'm sure it will be to reread this series as well, but it, it it's not better or worse. It's just a different experience. And I, I genuinely really, really enjoy being stuck at the point where Crossland <laughs> wants me to be for for the story that aye, we're talking aye. about. He's sick. So Tell I understand that it, like it feels torturous sometimes. But yeah, I, I, I would yeah. agree. Like yeah. that's, I mean, I'm very intrinsically motivated to like read books because I've just done it all my life. So, and then I have a consistent style of the way I'm reading books. So I'm like, I'm getting into the book. As soon as I get into the book, I want to binge read it. it. So yeah. like, yeah, it's just like we're binge readers. That's, that's, what that's what's so hard. That was what was hard for me, as as opposed to like what PJ's experience was. And and I think that that's, I mean, I totally understand why you like it and and why that works for you. Mm-hmm. I enjoy. Yeah. I will say, like, I enjoyed the theory aspect of it and like trying to break down the storytelling and guessing where it was going, like. 
that's fun for me just because I've read a ton of stories and feel like I understand story build, like storytelling pretty well. So like me trying to figure out where the story is going just based on my experiences as a reader was fun. I, I did like that aspect. So I've got a question for you guys. Did you end up reading it or listening to it more than once every given week, like that section? Or did you typically like listen to it one time and then go into the recording? I would, I would only do, I would only reread it if we took longer than a week. Yeah, I would typically, yeah. And then I would always wait to start it to like a few days before we recorded. I would for sure read it once, like every single time I read it, obviously one time, but I would usually like, depending on how much time had been in between recordings, I'd skim back through. Mm Mm-hmm. But I always read it. I didn't listen to it until we listened to the last final five chapters and then I reread those. In the car, yeah. Yeah. How about you, PJ? I typically read and listen at least once each. And sometimes I'll listen several times. And I I, I feel like that was the biggest difference was like really (laughs) getting into the nitty gritty and focusing on things that probably didn't matter all that much but made for some really fun uh, speculation yeah guesses or conclusions or insights so i was just curious yeah. I, I wasn't sure um but I, i'd always find myself like i don't exactly remember what went on and it's the day that we're recording so i'm just gonna listen again while while i'm working and re-cement it in my brain yeah Thomas, I'm curious, of course, and I maybe Ben and Aaron also have questions, but from your side of of our side of the show, what was pro con? What what were some of your thoughts on the whole process of of what we well, did? It was more yes. meta. I you know. is this an anonymous survey? Yeah. Or? <laughs> no, it's not well, anonymous. I thought on a scale that. from one to ten. Um. So unlike y'all collectively. I don't host a literary podcast. I haven't done anything like this before. After doing it, I don't want to ever again. However, (laughs) if you were to ask, I would say yes, and I would enjoy it very much like I did this time. This isn't how I consume books. I'm not like... I've never been crucified so clearly before over the course of 20 minutes. I love cheesy murder mysteries. And other than that, if I'm not reading one of those, I'm not trying to guess what happens next. I'm just enjoying it. I'm riding by the seat of my pants. Breaking it up like this was crazy. I, you guys, I have a lot of respect for what you do. I just like to be like, man, bam, this cool explosion happened. Like that was sick. So that said, I, Really enjoyed this. I feel like we made some magic here. So this was awesome. And as like it's a, a book reader, magic. I grew. Hopefully as a podcaster, I grew. Hopefully people out there enjoyed it. I like the format I in general. Say, I, I, I don't want Cross to be a feel crucified. No, not at all. He, uh, <laughs> He's not hung on his namesake by any, like any meat. For the content. Oh, God. It's like, it's good yeah. content for people that want, you know, that want this type of thing. Want um, me to feel tortured. Yeah, there are a billion book <laughs> recap podcasts out there now. Aaron, for, and for the record, that's me specifically. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. There's like a billion that. book recap podcasts out there now. And I haven't come across in, uh, many. If any, well, this is the only one I've come across where one of the people is in the dark. And in this case, three of the people are in the dark. 
that said, I don't really love Next time, Thomas, podcasts. you'll be in the dark. I just listen because I love y'all. If we were friends, like, I didn't even listen. I gave up on Binge Boat. I was like, I'll just read the book. So, like, I just, I like <laughs> you guys. But Thanks, Thomas. Cross is good at this, I will say. Very thoughtful. Well, thanks. I try to be. I, I like that you said that I think that we captured magic because I think there were a lot of moments where there were some great arguments and great character conversations. And that's personally more than just like the predicting what's happening, happening next. That's what I like try to shoot for in a lot of this is like, hey, like, let's get thinking about like where this person might be going or like what why they would choose this decision, because it, it starts to create that like foundational logic of why the author wrote this to begin with. And like, what are they trying to say? And so. Often that's what I'm going I for. I think Fondly um, was just trying to say I, that Jade is cool and that gangsters are cool <laughs> and gangster stories are cool. I'm so mm-hmm. glad that you're on my side of the storytelling part of this here. You definitely helped all the time. No, Thomas, you did a great, great job. I would never besmirch that's my job. any of the your honor the that we did. Yeah, or your honor. But thank you for suffering uh, through it with me as a part of this show. Suffering is too strong a word. Well, yeah, sure. Totally get that. All right. All right, we've got a couple of fan questions that are fun to break up some of this. So from one of our patrons, Zypris, of the various restaurants, clubs, bars, et cetera, in the series, which one would you most want to go to? The Twice Lucky. Easy. Mm. This is such i love i love the twice lucky as an answer don't want to besmirch that by any stretch this is such a fun question because fonda lee loves this so much that she wrote an entire traveler's guide to to jan loon which is this like 10 page novella-esque thing that is just like flipped through and you get all the descriptions of the different restaurants and they're like hmm. ratings and the distances from places the streets they're on as a part of her patreon that she did when jade legacy the year that jade legacy was coming out and cool. it's a part i believe of jade shards so we'll get to read it soon i'm saying the double I, double i fucking love a casino mine's the double double yeah. with the distillery underneath you specifically i want to go to the distillery because i want to try <laughs> hoji and i want to support no peak and you want that monkey to and serve lantern men what was that you want the you monkey, want the monkey. I want Monkey you. Man. I want I want to see Monkey Man. <laughs> no. As cool as it would be to hang out with a monkey, I, I mostly <laughs> just want to experience really, really good hoji and, I don't know, see a, see a new blossoming place within the city. Let me tell you why you're wrong. But <laughs> here's the right. thing, right? This hoji, no Pete owned business, Definitely serve at the Twice Lucky. I can get that at the Twice Lucky. I can't get Mr. Une's, Mr. Une's crispy squid balls at the double double. I need those crispy squid balls. Yeah, but Mr. Une and his crispy squid balls are with the wind. They they brought on some fancy schmancy external chef to revamp the menu. After things went to shit. Here's the thing: you don't and you failed to comprehend. We don't have Mr. Une's squid balls. We've got we've got uh, oh some other dude, foreign Egatanian <laughs> monsters squid balls. But here's the thing: I'm going there with Hilo, so I'm getting the best crispy squid balls. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm a member of the clan. Okay. I'm jade as fuck. I'm getting the best. There we go. Crispy That's squid fair. balls. Believe That's you fair. me. Ben, you just want to go because it's a casino? Is that your move? I just love Vice, guys. <laughs> just any kind of Kansas City gambling, Vice. alcohol. 
I just liked it a lot. So that's Perfect. that's what you showed I up. I thought you meant the show. The whole show. Also, shout out advice in general. Is it the hot hut or the fried bread? <laughs> yes, the hot um, hut. <laughs> I think I think the perfect move is here's what we do: brunch at the Twice Lucky Casino until three a.m. Hot hut on the way home. Yeah, hot hut. So we're starting starting at brunch. I think we're going to need a nap. Dinner at Twice Lucky. I just I'm. You think there's not a hot hut kiosk at the casino? There might be. (laughs) So the place where Shay goes for the negotiations (laughs) is brunch for sure. They definitely run a brunch service at that high-end restaurant. I cannot remember what it's called for the life of me right now. Golden Lounge, something like that, where she keeps bringing the es- the Espenian mm. folks to. Oh, but yeah. That's brunch. Twice Lucky is dinner. And then Hot Hut on the way back. Nap in between. Don't nap. I mean, you can nap while we're gambling. Yeah, we're that's I'm counting cards, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. You and I, we're, yeah. we're creating a, a tag team. Card You're counting. selling dim for sure. <laughs> All right. Following that up, do you want to ask the well, next one, Thomas? Particularly. But I will. Sure, I can ask it. This comes from God our delightful listener, Ivana. If for some reason it was Hilo who was struck with the jade intolerance of Lake Shea, what would he have done? Would he have remained pillar? Would he have gotten a desk job? Would he have become an artist? Or gasp, an author? <laughs> Mm. I think he would have remained pillar until Nico could take over and continue to support him. Yeah, I think I would I would agree on the remaining pillar thing, but what would he do after he retires from being pillar? Just be a dad. I know. Well, What's I guess up? it depends on what age he is, but I think yeah. there's a very Drunk Ben is moving his mic so much, it's very funny to me. <laughs> I picture just like for some reason he rolls up in the Duchesse, Rough Riders anthem is playing, and he's just AK forty seven at the Mata Mansion. Like there's like a he jumps out as it's tra- it blows up. Place? Like he oh. there's a bomb in the Duchesse, he leaps out, it crashes into the mansion through the dates, explosion. He's just like, Oh and it's like, Whoa, oh, oh. That's a rough riders go. That's my. That's what I could trap. I like that. But that's like that's his career is drive by. No, no, no. Like he's suicide mission to kill Ike. <laughs> kind of, I think he goes out in a yeah. He's killing Ike. I see. I see. No more ice show for him. I think right. Hilo cares too much about greenness to remain pillar, and there, there's kind of a change of heart with. I wouldn't necessarily call it a change of heart, but he he is unique in his perspectives given Wen and Rue being in his life and, and showing him the greenless side of clan life. But I still I, I, I think he would still probably fairly quickly Name Shay as interim pillar until Nico could come to to age and and into pillarship. Maybe he gets really into Rue's causes. I yeah, I, we already saw him do that, and yeah. I, I think he would get even more entrenched in it. But I, I don't think he would remain pillar without wearing jade. 
because of his convictions and and understandings of what is needed to be the pillar of a greenbone plan uh, of, of a greenbone clan. I don't I don't think it would make sense. I don't think it would be safe for him to be pillar without being green. And I don't think I, I think it would cause a cultural divide amongst the lantern men and the fists and the fingers and everybody that below him to not wear jade and to still lead the green bones. I dig it. I dig it. I think Hilo would become a romantic poet. I think that he would roll into himself a little bit and would spend a lot of time with when I think that he would ensure that he can hand off his duties as much as he could. But I, I think that he would wind down his responsibility pretty quickly because of his relationship to Aisho and whatnot. So I think I'm more on Ben's side there. All right. We have an interesting tease of a question here from Swartness, a follower on Instagram. And they ask, thoughts on Fonda's description of the new novel that she's working on. So I'm going to read it to you. I haven't read it myself yet, but I just found it moments ago. I'm excited to present to you the quick synopsis of her new novel that's coming out. So. It's called The Last Contract of Isako. So The Last Contract of Isako is a cyberpunk samurai space opera that's been percolating in my brain for years. It's a science fiction mystery Chinabra story set on the harsh Arrakis-style tundra planet, but blend in Blade Runner vibes and a touch of John Wick. I very much look forward to introducing readers to Isako. Say less. I'm in on that. <laughs> yeah, that's a crazy pitch. Hey, here are like a lot of buttons pressed there where I'm incredible that. vibes. What? Let me put them in one story, and you already know that I'm incredible. Yeah, like, already in. It's not like yeah. some random person being like, you know, it's basically blah, 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 blah. This is someone we know is incredible and also incredible at bringing at like homages to like fucking. You know, Kurosawa, yeah, and like Dune, Japanese, you know, what is the cult of the Tokyo style films, Chenbara. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hell yeah. When's it come out? I would assume next year, given the announcement early this year. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's not next year. Winter 2025. She signed to a multi-book contract for it. So okay. nice. I'll wait. We'll see you then. I've... Except I'm not. Going chapter by chapter. Yeah, I'm not signing up to read that five chapters. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading that. <laughs> it was more than five chapters at a time. <laughs> I'm going to read it at whatever pace I fucking want, which is all night. Maybe all night. Blisteringly. Yeah. I'm in on it, but I feel like if I was given that description without knowing the chops that she's already got, I don't know if I'd even give it a chance. It fa- it sounds so fucking ambitious and and too many concepts, too many things going on that I I think I would pass it. But knowing her and her ability to write, and given our experience with this series, I am basically willing to. <laughs> willing to give leash to literally anything she wants to write and i'll be perfectly content with it so yeah i'm excited for it because it's her not because of the pitch itself dope i'm so excited as as anyone who listens to the show knows i'm strictly no hype so i had no idea about this you've been hyped i am 
this is the this is an acceptable level of hype i could i could take this i can take this i'm totally down for it but i'm very excited now so it's it's nice to know the next thing that's going to happen similarly with joe abercrombie and his next crime series that is very inspired by my favorite crime movie director so i'm excited but we have i i wanted to ask of course we didn't really talk about this we talked about favorite books but favorite moments where do we land on the highlights of the series i mean the shea knight duel probably is it's a damn good choice it's the best duel in the series in my head yeah that's probably the highest point for me i like the gaunt ash and in Hilo, Ooh. you know, trick hiding in dead horses esque trick. Quipow. That was and in throwing back all the jade energy. The jade. Yeah. Got a quipow. That the... one was pretty cool. And she buried the lead really well. I had no idea what was going to happen. I don't want to actively try to resell or talk about a different series with with any sort of spoiler. But to me, if I compare the end of Morningstar to the end of Jade City, Fonda Lee did what Pierce Brown wanted to do in Morningstar in my head and make that feel satisfying in the way that that lead was buried. Mm-hmm. You'll see that. No yeah. spoilers. Yeah. I- not that I like the ending, of course, but that is continually my one critique. It's just of hard Star. when you're in first person. Yeah. Right. Uh, entirely. Yeah, that that is the tough part. That's not that my song. critique of Morningstar. Well, I know, but we disagree. <laughs> um, what's another good one? I liked... I mean, uh, I mean, the whole like helicopter thing, plus like nailing Jim Sunto to the wall like a little bitch. That was fun. <laughs> I never saw Ben so hyped when when something happened in a book when he was like, let's fucking go when we were in the car with Jim Sento. That was also pretty satisfying. Yeah. I don't know why I'm so sentimental about this today, but or or like it before sitting down and recording this, I don't think I would have given the same answer, but it, through our conversations and through really, really thinking about this story, my favorite moments are the sort of collaborative sections of the interactions between Rue and Nico throughout their lives. There's individually, I don't think they mean that much or, or hit that much, but all of them together as this retrospective and flip book of the growth and development of the sons of the <laughs> the pillar of no peak it's really kind of a beautiful story and i can't stop thinking about that for some reason tonight rue hits hard definitely we're talking about our favorite oh. moments i derail everything yeah. Uh, you made something up. I mean, you're allowed. You're allowed. I'm gonna say I liked when Hilo prevented Amy from stealing the heir of No Pete. <laughs> that is a joke. That is not nice. my favorite moment. My least favorite moment I like because when, I love Hilo so much. I like when Jaya pulls a Hilo and blows up the building. Hey, cool. That was pretty good. I will shout mm-hmm. out our that friends, noted idiot Paul Lon. 
his duel at the factory. Pretty sick. <laughs> fucker. Pretty awesome. Mm, his duel. Duel is good. That was good. It's the only Moonblade duel, right? The proper Moonblade. Don't the girls. Oh, the no, girlies. Sorry. Nope. Daggers. Yeah. We also get Hilo. Yeah. Dueling. The, the son of the no. horn. Yeah. yeah, it's a flashback. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would also add in Andon saving win, mm. just because the end of that book is so difficult that if we didn't get that moment, that would be just cr- soul crushing. Yeah. And I've got to, I'll probably take this time now to say that Andon, my guy, probably my second favorite character in this entire series by the end of it. Bam! That's what I wanted. I've never, I've never been so redeemed in a moment because Andon is my favorite character in the story. I love, I love Hilo to death, and his death hurts me so badly. But fucking Andon, man. Ugh. I would say Andon came, Ugh. he came around big time between Jade War and Jade Legacy. Yeah. I really, yeah. I really liked the his development as a character. His, his was probably my favorite journey overall, from where he started to where he ended, and then. I would say Shay was my favorite character for the entire book. I mean, for the wow. entire series, but. Um, Team Shay. Yeah. She put yeah. her jade back on. That's all I cared about. <laughs> she won you over in a hundred dandy pages. Lots of good moments. It's hard to remember them all. Yeah, there's way too many. Just freeballing it. I'm sure we missed Maybe a lot. 97 each. Of course. You know, I really Peace. liked all the history and i like the going into the mines and seeing like how the jade is extracted and just you know the whole world a lot um, of the shading of the world was really fun yeah, yeah lots of deep meaning behind a lot of things the religious stuff and there's just so many layers you know it'd be hard to pinpoint but in general, I liked all of that stuff. <laughs> is there anything that you wanted more from in the series? Is there anything that like you kind of wanted to pull on the threads a little bit more that leaves you wanting for an adaptation? Wanting for an adaptation, and, meaning like into TV or something? Oh, yeah, I, I'll, all I mean is like that would be adapted and expanded, right? Oh, so I like say an I, want, I want more. I wanted more crazy greenbone action. Yeah. Always. I feel like I never quite got a full meal of crazy greenbone mm. action. I feel like I got a lot of like appetizers slash like lunch. lunch Crispy squid balls? But I never got like a full satisfying dinner of yeah. crazy sure. greenbone action. For me, I, the action. satisfying dinner is Nico's moment that happens with the that truck. That is fucking cool. But that's a very different kind of moment. fucking flip yeah. into it. That's cool. Like, but I, I can understand not not. But they're feeling, all like short know. bursts. There's yeah. not like a I think longer yep. fight. Is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah, like extended. So greenbone action. I think in the adaptation, then maybe it's in one of the short story collections. I don't know, but I think what you probably want to see is the charge of the twenty, when it's like a sustained yeah, battle, and yeah. they have too much jade. But it's like I feel like. Because there's all like the hand to hand stuff, and then there's later on there's like the tactical sniping stuff of Vin the sniper. And then Hilo, yeah, past his prime, Hilo fucking takes out a helicopter. So you're like, yeah. can we? I think the closest moment where I got what I wanted was 
no peak coming down from mm-hmm. the mountain in the first mm-hmm. book. Okay, I can understand you that. Know, yep. Like I wanted like, carnage, more a full that, battle yeah, scene, yeah, yeah, that type of thing. Yeah, like yeah. ten versus ten. Yeah. I in in that yeah. sort of vein, I felt like the second book probably should have been titled Jade Cold War. Throughout a lot of it, in that like we didn't see any real active military sort of action on either of the clans. We we saw a lot of really 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 tense sort of border squabbles and and the threat of all out violence but we never really saw any sort of but that was fucking killing everybody fought, you know what i mean hmm? like the the war I know, was I know. the PJ, background can I ask war you a question of it all that's fair but we yeah. still didn't really see that Jay, can i ask you a favor sure in you take off your yes. semantics hat and set it aside and put on your publisher hat and ask yourself, Jay Cold War, does that sell copies? <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I get it. And I, I think the, also the title is still apt. It still makes sense. And I... I They'd have to get That was more font. of a quip and joke no, than know. anything. <laughs> but... I would say that, uh, especially in Jade Legacy... I would have liked to see a lot more of when she kind of gets suffocated and like recovers, but we we don't see when a lot of Shay her in the end the of the book. Pages. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to see her when she's, you know, what she's doing. I don't know. She kind of was just there at the end, and then was sad, grieving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she kind of fell into like Kalwan Rhea's place in the story, right? In yeah, a way, which, near the end. Which I, you know, I felt like she had taken on so much ambition and, you know, she was so great in the soul. And then it's like she and Shay both lost their jade. Mm-hmm. It's a, I think that's well, a great way of thinking about some it. Some of her absence, though, is because she is doing a lot of her role as Pillarman still. So. But she's at the film festival for at least one of the things. And then later on, she, like, we don't have her point of view for a lot of it, which is what I think we're missing. But, like, and she is devastated and gutted by all the loss. But I do think, even if it's not incredibly evident, I, that she I, isn't as, like, all the way diminished. I don't, I don't think that it's even, that Fonda is even trying to suggest that she's diminished. I think that she's trying to say that, like, the losses in these sort of families break people no matter how strong you are. And I think that that's what I get from Wen's perspective when comparing to Kawan Rhea is that Wen is, despite being, in my opinion, the greenest person in the entire story, neck and neck with Andon, um, trying to sort a lot of that out and being immediately compared in her POV chapters consistently in the back half of this book with call on Rhea being just in the shadow. It feels like that is the intention that she's trying to paint for us is painting this sort of, it's unfortunate to be the wife of a person in power. It, you are always going to suffer losses of a family in power, regardless of whether or not you hold the power yourself as well. It's just, just my little, the answer is just salt bay. If it's you don't cool. care about anyone, you don't use anyone. It's like I eat. <laughs> Hashtag I, I lost one guy to Hashtag. old age. That's all she gave a fuck about. 
Now Swenson. It's a great, it's a great segue. Who's the best of the villains? Who's the worst of the villains? Meaning, you know, the ones that we liked or hated the most. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> we know. <laughs> all the villains were fucking cool, except for I mean, Barrow, who was I loved Gaunt Ash. Yeah, Gaunt, I, Gaunt I wanna, was probably I want to squeeze Gaunt coolest. and Ash's bicep. <laughs> He's probably the coolest overall. Now, now Swenson was creepiest. Pre- oh, creepiest, for sure. Scariest. He, he gives off big that character in book six vibes. Of Red Rising. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I see him more as the scary guy in We're Back, the dinosaur movie. The the ringleader <laughs> yeah. guy. No, right. I recall. He's so scary. That's what now now, now Swinson looks like, at least. <laughs> in your head? It's nice. Professor Screw Eyes. Mm, mm-hmm. Thank you for summoning that because you did repost. You posted that image forever and a half ago, and I died when you tagged us in it. Of course, but it's lovely. We're back. Made me revisit a whole part of my life. You've forgotten. I'm sorry. Yeah, PJ, where do you land on villains? Mata. I mean, okay, Mata is the cheat answer because, like, that's the head. It's, like, give me, no, give me the and, other one. But him truly, cook. I don't think that. <laughs> okay. I would have answered Mata until the last 50 pages of this book. That's fair. Like her tenacity and drive and venom runs so fucking deep and deeper than I even believed until until this final section that we read. Yeah, she has that Mamba mentality for sure tough it's a good it's a good way to put that out there so we have a, a fan of ours from instagram asking other al andromedas thank you so much for this question other than lightbringer will we read anything as good as this series on this podcast in the future that is um, entirely up to crossland <laughs> and my book reading fate is in his hands aren't you planning so to read I the dark a, tower at some point I have a hypothetical question. Yes, I have a hypothetical <laughs> question to the three people on the show of whom have read the tank, the next two book series that we will co- cover outside of Red Rising. So, Ben, without spoiling anything, how do you feel about this book series versus The Dark Tower? I would say that for me, The Dark Tower is probably, I mean, it's one of the best series that I've ever read, so... Yeah, this is it's my favorite book series of all time. So this is very good. But Dark Tower is fucking awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I am. I'm psyched to read the Dark Tower in the show. As reiterated many a time, it has been my favorite book series for a very long time. I've reread it multiple times. I will never there. There's only been one series that's gotten close and it's the other one that we're going to read on the show which both Thomas and Aaron have read at least the first trilogy of. Yeah, I've only, which is I've the, only first read the first trilogy. I would put this oh, like yeah. pretty barely above the first trilogy of the first ball, but I know I don't think Cross agrees, but I'm not sure. I 
think that this is above the first trilogy. I do not believe it is above the other six books, but yeah, I definitely also though I wasn't with, rocking with like book by book exceptions. Right. I wasn't rocking so, with the first law as much. Am I signing up for right? <laughs> You're gonna you read only, until you die, PJ. On our podcast, you have a minimum threshold of 15 books left. Does that include the Poppy War trilogy? That includes Red God. No, it does not. But that's on short pours. So those will be one shots. Well, there's nine in the first law. Yep. There's four, soon to be five in Stormlight. Well, there's going to be 10 in Stormlight. And we're Uh, doing those differently. We've already determined that. That doesn't count. I'm only counting the first (laughs) law in Dark Tower in this count. (laughs) You just Too said high. number of books in this podcast going forward. So yeah. not a lawyer lying to you because that's first law plus Dark Tower is sixteen books. It's true. He's right. <laughs> Actually, it's it's seventeen. Seven, isn't it? Yeah, right? technically, I guess it would be seventeen seven plus yeah. one plus yeah. a novella. Yeah, <laughs> and we're not counting the sharp end short story collection, which you have to read before you read the second trilogy. So plus, really, that's yeah. ten books. So it's eighteen books. Oh god, yeah, <laughs> fuck me. And we have to read Salem's Lot, Insomnia, and The Stand. So we're at twenty books. PJ, you're moment. cooked, my boy. Um, you're cooked. Plus, you have to read just for the vibes. That's just for fun. That is absolutely. That's just going to cure. That's a cure all. So, deal. <laughs> but we got we got Thomas's thoughts. So ranked against this, you would rate the original trilogy of the first law blower. I generally agree with that, especially approaching legacy. I think that there. Are, I think that the the last argument of kings is better than war, but that's its own thing. As a series comparison, it's tough. Aaron, where do you stand? Between You've not read The Dark Tower. No. First Law versus... You have read I love First, First Law. Law. I can't... Did I you read finish all, all nine? Yeah, I read all nine, so I'm trying to think. You didn't even talk to me about your feelings on the last three books. Wait, did I read six? Oh, you read the first six books. Yeah, because I think you Let just read look. through Red Country. A what Little are, Hatred would have been the start of the, what are the last series. Three? <laughs> little hatred it's hard for me to compare of, i don't even remember what the titles are i finished before I feel like you hang, only read best surf cold last argument of kings played itself was very good um, so the sequel series the is uh, a little hatred trouble with peace and the wisdom of crowds okay i so i read six i read six books <laughs> i guess I stopped. six of nine i didn't yeah. know i was supposed to keep going Oh, there's there's three more in a short story collection. I would recommend oh, the short story short collection story before collection. you read the final trilogy. So yeah, I read six well, of them so far. How do you feel about those versus this series? What what are your thoughts? I don't think I can compare because of the way that you forced me to read this. It made it less enjoyable. And I'm not making eye That's contact. Fair. <laughs> stare at the wall don't talk to crossland it's already been I, shamed but enough. yeah i'd have to like reread this as i as i like to read and yeah. then i'm i might i i it's hard to tell okay i really like interesting first law i probably would like the characters in jade all of these books more i would assume this is very they've cool. got more positive traits well yeah. we can we can yeah. put that out there without any spoilers like there is no question and uh, months 
Mascaro. Monsa Mercato. Mercato. Yeah. Character of, the, of all time. Sex scenes made me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think this that's one the intent, in but, Yeah. But now I'm now I'm remembering those characters. I really like them too. I I mm-hmm. I yeah. I'd say tied right now. I'm I'm in a very tight race between the two series, but I think on the whole part of it is just that there's more in the first law universe. So, but the dark tower reigns supreme. So, is dark tower scary? It's not scary. No. It's like there are a couple of frightening moments. I would say it's a little. I've never read any Stephen King. It's a little dark for you, probably, but <laughs> it's well, not darker than the first law. I'm not sure. I just don't know how Aaron makes it through Gunslinger. Well, I don't know how anyone makes it through Gunslinger. That's a separate question entirely. You just have to advise your friends and be like, hey, by the way, the first book is a little rough. (laughs) But you'll come to really appreciate it when you reread the series. Yeah. But at first, you're going to be like, why the fuck am I rooting for this man? But I would say, yeah, drawing of the three, fucking incredible. Cocaine fueled uh, rocket ride. I would say the Wolves of Kella is probably like, I mean, it's in my top three favorite books ever. Or the other two. Right, I'll read it. I'm busy. Boy, put me on the spot. You put yourself. Know, on you the said spot. top what? three. We got another. <laughs> Lightbringer. I mean, <laughs> Wolves is a top book for me, so I get it. It's very good. I was just I, w- I was said top three because I didn't want to say it was my favorite. Um, I mean, honestly, Wizard and Glass, I might like more than Wolves. So that's, that's such a good take. <laughs> that's <laughs> so tough. <laughs> you are speaking gibberish. Are these all still the Dark, dark Towers. Towers. Those multiple, are all Dark Towers. <laughs> it is. It is multiple top ten books for me, and I I have to restrict myself and say I can only choose one book in a series. To put it into my top ten, yeah. Because otherwise, if I was doing that, then I would seven probably, of my spots are taken. Yeah, if I was Six doing my that, spots I'd probably taken. pick Wizard and Glass. Then I'll just read that one. Just, you could actually. It's its own self-contained story. It's a standalone. What a hack! All right, dope. So thank you for answering that question, Alan Dramatis. What a great question to pose because those are basically the two book series that we're planning on tackling on the podcast next. So here we go. What order? Who knows? I'll decide after Lightbringer. We're in the middle of Lightbringer. I'm not sure. Regardless, we will bring back Ben at the very least as a guest. And maybe Aaron for one of those or several of those books. I have the blade itself at home, too. I haven't started it yet. You gotta read it. You gotta read it, fam. Yeah, no, I've Aaron, you're penciled in already. I wasn't ready to leave your book of choice. Jump into a large series after Lightbringer. I'm still just very much struggling to read any other book other than Lightbringer. So... I started a Star Wars book, so I'm just going to read that as a palate cleanser. It's joy. I'm reading joy. Murderbot. <laughs> That's my palate Murderbot cleanser. Murderbot is also joy. The books <laughs> are right, way too Dan- short. Anyways, Star Wars They're books so are my good. just like fallback little treat books. Little treat, yeah. yeah. Murderbot's yeah. a treat. They're 160 page treats, except for the two novels, which are longer and also treats. So when you get to those, enjoy them. From Daniel Kenimore, our last question from folks here. In the end, was the mountain truly beaten or is it just cheaper to pay tribute than to fight? I think I, Mata made sure that the mountain <laughs> fucking crumbled without her there. I think they conceded, so they were beaten. They could have fought. 
and it, I don't and think they were united it enough was to just fight. cheaper to pay tribute than fight, but also they didn't have the stomach for it. The leader conceded, so to me they got beaten. I think Mata, Mata was for a, in all intents and purposes the Mountain Clan. And when she went down, they they didn't have the unity or the um, leadership or the <laughs> tenacity to maintain and needed to concede. So I, I think taking down Aitmata was taking down the Mountain Clan. And existing is not the same as... They, they didn't... There's no way they could exist in the same way that they did before Aitmata was dispatched in the way that she was. And furthermore, I think that even if she was able to successfully murder her enemies and successors in the attempt that she had, I don't think she would have been able to come back in the same force that she did. No Peak would have also been at more of a, of a disadvantage, but... There would be no unity in the Mountain Clan and um, no peak would have been able to put someone forward as a successor and uh, maintain the unity because there wasn't the fractured um, questioning of leadership that was going on uh, before that meeting. So they lost in summary. I mean, yes, but with more complexity, Aaron, how dare you? I'm saying all we're three all of us here. All three of us say yeah, they're not lost. We're sure. Thomas, where do you? They meant? lost. I mean, like they crumpled. They like they still exist. So it's not just that, but a bunch of them, a bunch of the tributaries split off to join No Peak. Uh, a bunch of other families left to start their own clans. The loyalists left. So it's not just like there wasn't a, even the unified decision to go over to No Peak. It crumbled. It ceased to exist. Even though, like, the name exists, but, like, as a power, it ceased to exist. That's a loss. Yeah. Economics hardly back today. Totally. I can dig that. Yeah, I'm I'm on the same end. I think that, like, just them paying tribute is still in and of itself a loss, but they're very shell of themselves regardless. So there's no way that they will ever come back in the way that they were. And the, the spear and the torch are no more. And the family of the torch of KCON remains. So, yeah. Strong, strong end. Now, we have a fun question here. I stole it from the Rewatchables podcast. If you could have one piece of merch from this series, from the world of the series, what would you want? Could be food, could be a weapon, could be a car, could be Ike's ear. I have several bookmarks, and I have a couple of different things that I got as a part of a, a package from, I believe, the Broken Binding. Either it was the Broken Binding or the other... Oh my god, the other book subscription service of which actually rules that included a tea a couple of tea plates that have the twice lucky on them, and I fucking adore them so much. And I'm not a fan of collectibles like that in a big way, but I love those. I've got a few answers. I mean, obviously we've talked about Crispy's squid balls. Gotta have it. From the twice lucky. Give me a bottle of Iton's Hoji. For sure. Yep. And like I would like Hilo's car. Okay, two chefs or the two chefs and Preza or whatever they call the second one. Yeah. Yes. And Preza. Preza. Yeah. 
I see a Duchesse as like a big cat. Yeah, it's totally a patty. <laughs> and then in this scenario, I would say one last thing: Lon's moonlight. Yeah. Just if I'm being greedy, specifically yeah. Lon's yeah. yeah. moonlight. It's yeah. the coolest. Yeah. It's the big Dantinore <laughs> steel, the longest Moonblade that we see in the entire series. It's just legendary in and of itself. In this scenario, is Jade bioenergetic? I don't think so. Because yeah. that's the obvious well, answer. I want all no, the fucking well, okay. Jade. <laughs> all right. Never mind. I lied. Yep. Thomas is right. Back up. <laughs> Sorry. I just, because uh, I would, that's the obvious no, answer. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, uh, man. I was going to say, I might as Jade bracelet. So cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd, look, mean, they'd be so a baller cool. look. Yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah, like the snakes going up your arm. Yeah, that's good. That's a good choice. Sick. Thomas, what are you? I rocking? would think most of what Ben said. Obviously, quid balls delicious. Need a, a car. Any of the cars, really, just based on Fonda's descriptions of them. But really, I want the Duchesse. I am gonna. Make a request that mine is a hybrid of some sort, maybe an EV, if we if that's possible. <laughs> I can't imagine that thing is very eco friendly. Of course, maybe not. I'll just keep it parked in the garage, though. Worst case scenario. Also, I would like some of Luke's throwing knives. I think that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Those would be cool. Mm-hmm. I'd also like Rue's non-reactive to bullshit shirt. That is the one. <laughs> That I'm going to own. I'm sure someone I has it that. on Etsy. If you if you have found it or if someone has made it, please send it to us. I will buy one. No, I know. I feel like the this publishing company is very strict about that type of like fan merch. Orbit, yeah. Orbit's pretty okay. They they're accepted comparatively, but and fan artists uh, artists get out there. To, we need the shirts. Yeah. I think I would go with, even though Jade is non-reactive, I'd still go with one of the watches meticulously created to smuggle and hide Jade. But I think it'd be really cool to have a mechanical piece with with some Jade inlays hidden on the backside. I am struggling with the name in the moment. The, <clears throat> the, the man who goes over to... Spenia, family friend of the Dauks, dies, rocks the mm. gloves. Nope. Roan yes. Toro? Roan Toro. Roan Toro. I want Roan Toro's gloves in the worst way. <laughs> With, without Jade. Just like the, the, like the whole You just want the some leather thing. gloves? Just go to the store. It, but, but. There, just drop some rocks in the tips. Just go to a tanner and get some friendship <laughs> Stop. beads. Hey, fucking give me a moment. Right. <laughs> Why don't you I want him with the Jade? I interrupt you in the middle of your... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's like the vibe of the show. Without the jade, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I could barely get a thought out. No, um, no, I, I like the idea of like Rentor's gloves, and I imagine instead of like having them tucked in, it would be like on the top of the knuckles to kind of give you like a little bit of a presentation on it for leather gloves, of course. But on the other side, I also want. I love the non-reactive to bullshit shirt so badly, but I like, give me an, I did nothing wrong shirt just for the sake of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't know what you mean. That went down. I would believe it. It did in the moment. I just, I needed to put it out there in the, in the moment. I feel like if anyone was going to agree with me or anything, I feel on, like 
That's that's but, actually the next question, Cross, which is yeah, if you could have any merchandise inspired by this series, what would it be? Cross would have the I, oh sorry, you would have the black and I did nothing. Or I guess what would her what would that shirt's color be? Would it be gold and jade together type of thing? It would definitely be and then gold and I would interlaid with like or just like a green. Wine. I'd be rocking the green. Hilo did nothing wrong. Green shirt, white font on that guy. I want a two black or two green crew yeah. shirt. Yeah, I want a, a VHS nice crew on the set. back. Yeah, that that's a good one. I want like a VHS set of black and green, and then two black, two green. What, what is it? What's Jaya's army's name? It's a little little knives and the little, little rascals, knives. little knives shirt. Yeah, yeah. So, I said a little uh, fingers, which is not yeah. better, but. I, I, I want a denim jacket with a little knives back patch. That would be sick. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> or leather. I mean, you can go leather too, but I think denim. Or a bomber. Like any type of jacket with that. with that would be just sick. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. There's so many good merch ideas inside the series. Huh. I, I've, there are only two final things to talk about. The first is Barrow. Ah. <sighs> <sighs> Do we have what to? About him? What are we talking about, Pharaoh? For <laughs> just Barrow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find Barrow to be the most interesting add to a story like this, right? Like it is so interesting to have a street level view. It's something I've talked about in every single series that we've read so far on the podcast, and it's one of the things that I admire most is you have a real person in real society dealing with the real consequences, not only of their own actions but also of the society and cultural things so i feel like it's important to at least give barrow a second (laughs) i agree like it adds a lot to the story as far as just a viewpoint goes i think we should Um, give his second to fondly though and not well right yeah ultimately it's to fondly for making the choice but nonetheless it's barrow fonda is barrow right fonda is everyone it does so so one of the things that you and i talked about quite a bit crossland in our coverage of the Red Rising series is the lack of perspective of a non-peerless gold. And I I feel like this is a, this is handled such that we see more of the breadth of the entire population of Jan Loon throughout the story and how the common person is affected by by green bones and he's a unique case for sure but his interactions more predominantly are not with the elite of the elite that we're Mm -hmm. mostly interacting with with this story so it is our our view of the rest of the society which i appreciate well said i liked barrow him and f yeah, I like in the end I hate Barrow for killing one of my favorite characters early on in the story and for a lot of the choices that he makes and for just generally being a scumbag. But I like Barrow because of everything that he adds to the story because he is the scumbag and because he is all of those things that we hate. And he never changes. He does a little bit. He does. He does I'd argue he does quite a yeah. bit. He goes for a here. But, here, the backup, 
Here, I think the yeah. people did it. So it starts below where my host can see, my fellow co host here, and then it goes even further down, and then it goes back yeah. to around where he started, and then it goes down again, and then it goes down again, and it does kind of like the midway point. So if you picture like Tartarus, that's where we eat, that's like the <laughs> lowest point. That's um, yeah, if you can just think of the Aeneid for a moment and consider some like great text by Virgil, we can have if a you just picture like Dante's Inferno, there's all the layers to hell. He starts <laughs> off at the top, unless that's the good layer. I don't know which layers of hell I do read it. I'm not it even Italian. Go down, yes. <laughs> God damn it. I'd argue that podcast, it, if, we, if we follow that sort of graph that you've explained but not <laughs> shown to either the viewers or us. <laughs> the viewers, the viewers um, my cat has seen it, so my cat is the viewer. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I'd argue that he elevates himself when he's genuinely and wholeheartedly in the clanless future movement because his, mo- like his motivations and his goals are not selfish. And he has something that he is striving for. And the point is to better society. And it's a grudge and it's, it's, it's vengeance to a certain degree because of how he was wronged by the clans. But it's not – I'd argue his motivation is not to uh, exact revenge but to – make it such that the clans can't do the same to other people in his situations and mm-hmm. to get fucked and, th- and then he starts using it as yeah, a means of but... hitting on girls and <laughs> that kind of brings it down again a little bit but I, I, I'd argue that he oh, does elevate himself beyond where he starts within this I story because he's I, I, I disagree with your point that he's doing it for the better of society and not to get revenge I think he's doing it to get revenge and a side effect of that is that it could better society because he thinks okay. but I'm not right you're not right you might be right I don't know yeah, yeah we'll find see. out it's fair in a couple of weeks Aaron are you alive no the water <laughs> was laced with <laughs> sodium it's laced with poisoned jade all right my final the very final thing in this episode is any final thoughts that you want to lay out there on the whole process the whole thing the whole damn Kitten Caboodle of the Greenbone Saga or the show. This was fun. Had a good time spending many hours podcasting with you all. Uh, I appreciate you having us on, showing us this wonderful series. Got to meet some good characters, have some fun. Met a new author. Yeah, this was, I appreciate it. So it's been fun collaborating. Yeah, I'm sad that the book's over because I always get attached to characters. So, um, I think there's a few novellas. Maybe I'll check those out. Anna just like, it's made it, I don't know. Like, we were already friends. All of us were friends, but now I feel like we're like, we're like real friends. We spent a hundred hours. Come on. We spent a lot of time <laughs> together. There was there was this briefest moment at, in a second at HallerCon where Aaron was like, well, I don't know him. And I'm like, what do you mean? You've talked to me for a hundred hours. I said, I met him today. I literally met him today. You literally was met him today. You actually met me the day before, which is even worse because we were <laughs> 
<laughs> think about the fact that I was there. But anyway. Today. I'm funny. It was a good joke. Thank you. You were very funny. It was a very good joke. <laughs> even, like, even at Cross's expense, I'm willing to be funny. <laughs> I think that proves that you've known him for longer. Because <laughs> you're willing to shit on him at least a little bit. <laughs> it's my existence. As I do with all my friends. Yeah. Right. Can I appreciate can it? Can attest to that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Makes me sound really mean. <laughs> no, you were not mean. It was just a very funny moment. Anyway, I digress. No. Thomas, thoughts, feelings? How'd you shake out on the whole thing? Been unreal. That's all I gotta say. It's an absolute pleasure. <laughs> all right. Well, sick. Cool rad dope. I'm very excited and thank you guys so much, of course, again for being on the show and for agreeing to do this for such a long time. We'll have a couple of episodes back and you were just here's here's the bow. Here's here's me giving away the reins. Please read either of the novellas at your own leisure. But then make sure that you refresh yourself before, you know, we show up and we cover them. Well, but we will do a couple of yeah, (laughs) permission. Wow. Crossland. Wow. Um, No, but please just go read them, whatever. Um, And we will talk about them in the coming months. We've got another thing coming out at some point in September, which will be exciting. We'll obviously have you all back to talk about Lightbringer once we get to the end of that in February. Um, oh, poor PJ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Lord Almighty. Well, you know, I'm going so to start sending January. Him, sorry, it's January. Like, we'll record with you guys clues in, February, in the mail. We'll have Thomas and Cross on our podcast without PJ prior to that. Sorry, PJ. To talk Sorry, likely. PJ. Likely. I hate you, so, but I get um, it. <laughs> I will have so sorry, Aaron on my podcast when I finally talk about women architecture. And before that, it's women architects. (laughs) Architecture is before that. I'm doing train movie, some sort of time period, and so the rest of y'all will be on for that. And Aaron, you're invited for train movies too. Train movies. Very excited! Can't wait to talk about bullet train. Bumblebee. Yeah, so very excited for what's coming next. For those of you who are who are listening to this and haven't listened to any other episode at this point or have strangely left a review that says, when are you guys going to talk about Lightbringer? The answer is, we're going to take a week off for the first time in a while. So next week, we're not going to be releasing anything. And we are going to instead resume in September with SOA 3 and then kick off with Lightbringer. So... I unfortunately just have too much going on this week to record with PJ, and I'm so sorry, but we couldn't get to SOA before I have a wedding that's going to take up five days of my week. So we're going to take a week off for once. It's okay. You deserve it. For the second time in the podcast's history. Is that serious? Yeah, we've never missed a Thursday. We missed two. This we will took be the a whole year. Off. I haven't recorded. I've recorded an episode in months, and I'd never announced why or that, or anything. Just saying, Fam, we've never missed a Thursday. Boomer. With a handful of <laughs> exceptions of late episodes and stuff like that. Take so, your PTO, Cross. Um, That's wild. We yeah, were taking take, our PTO take more than a week. It's me. No, no. I, I'm, I'm. I give him. 
a minute of PTO every week that we hey. record. <laughs> so he is cashing in all of it. That's the tables his, uh, have turned. PJ oh, is in wow. charge. You guys are hard work. PJ is secretly in charge, and this is a like a, a hard a hard thing to do but thank you guys again so much for coming on the show and for doing all of this with us it was wild i'm so i was psyched that you agreed even though you maybe didn't fully understand the depth to which you agreed to do it. i invited myself on hoping to get on one bonus one of the recap episodes thomas had no idea what he was doing <laughs> also i was like, like yeah i was i meant to bring this up earlier so when i agreed I was single at the time, so I was like, fuck it, I got time to hang out with this crew and podcast and read and do all this bullshit. Then all of a sudden, you got a girlfriend. It's hard. You like, you gotta make time. You gotta hang out with the girlfriend. You gotta read. You gotta write notes. I'm one Thomas. I can't clone myself. (laughs) Yeah. I totally get it. But thank you guys so much again for being this work. I know that everyone loved it that listened to it and can't wait to talk to the author of the series very soon. Yes. And then to talk about the other two novellas. So there's your tease. So with that um, again, well, before before we get into our out- outro, I'd like to go back to something that we started doing and then kind of fell off of. Where can people find you guys going forward? What plug your shit? Yeah, now's the time. Uh, Howlerpod dot com, Howlerpod at gmail dot com, Howlerpod on all the socials, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Etsy. Twitter doesn't exist. Yeah. Oh, fuck. The new logo is such a bullshit copy. For for the record, I have a Blue Sky invite for you guys. So, What's that? Yeah, Blue Sky, whatever the fuck that is. (laughs) Blue Sky. I'll send it to you right now. We have to update our copy. And you, Thomas. We've been saying a bunch of dumb shit for three weeks now. Thomas, where can we find you? You can find High Key Obsessed wherever you find podcasts. Also on Instagram, and now it's just High Key Obsessed Podcast, and it's two words. High Key is one word. It's, you know, sometimes they're like, hey, make a podcast, make it easy to spell, make it easy to search, SEO friendly. I said, fuck that. I'm going to make it weird. <laughs> it's going to be difficult to find. <laughs> well done. Well awesome. done. If you're wondering what we're reading next, once again, it's Lightbringer, but we're going to do a brief stop off for SOA 3 because I think it's important. And if you've what's, read the book, what's you know SOA stand important. for? Sons of Ares. Thank you, PJ. The Sons of Ares 3 comic we'll be making a stop off for the f- end of the graphic novel series. So, with that, we're going to take a week off. We'll see you in September, but we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Well, Bye. Yeah, first, gotta, well, you oh, I have the, to actually. I'll do it. I'll do it shit, off the dome. I actually go through the, like the normal. The, yeah, Thank you. dude. What all right. the As fuck? always, all right. to super producers, right. Tim and Andrew, you keep the lights on, and by that I mean you literally go to PJ and Crossless home every other Saturday, <laughs> and you screw in every light bulb in their home because without them, <laughs> yeah, so nice. without you two, Crossless and PJ would be like two orangutans at a zoo. And then not the ones that they taught sign language. They're just looking at each other. So truly. (laughs) They don't teach us anything. It's really mean. Truly, Tim and Andrew. We love you. Frontal nudity. What? Also, that's a dick out. From the orangutan. Anyway. Uh, You you can check out (laughs) the links in our show notes. 
Tim and Andrew have let us keep those to ourselves. We can <laughs> we can give you links to our Patreon, which is very, very fun and very cool, and you should join it. You can find our previous episodes, which presumably you've listened to a bunch of them, but if you haven't, and this is your first episode, I don't understand but um <laughs> you can go back and find all the other ones in the show notes um you can find our websites and our social media accounts and it's all in one like little block of text it's great that's so great don't forget to rate and review five stars only if you don't give us five stars only then you can't meet fondly who are we promising fondly's time for her <laughs> from now on out is that what's happening they can't meet her they can't meet her you don't get to listen to the next episode we will specifically block you we'll slowly torture you by making you read an entire book series five chapters at a time (laughs) (laughs) no with that we'll talk to you later (laughs) so long thanks for all the fish 